0: hi guys how have you guys been doing how is how's the family it's been a while it's been like what two three months (laughs) well it feels so good to be finally here um before i go into today's topic i would just like to say that um if you listen to my podcast whether you know me personally or not but for those that know me personally it will really mean a lot to me if you can just like send a message to tell me about a particular episode that has helped you or changed your view about something technically any episode that blessed you or you can always leave me a message on this platform also it pays to know that it feels good to know that um what i'm doing is actually impacting lives you know so please leave that review thank you very much Once again, I hope you guys are doing okay. How's the year treating you? Uh, 2022 has been an amazing year. I'll probably do an end of the year recap in December, hopefully. But yes, let's go into today's topic. So, today's topic was... um, I got the title from what someone said, right? So, I... I know someone that technically looked at me in the face and told me nobody's holy, even Christians. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. And at first, I wanted to do, okay, I know where you're coming from and all. I mean, I do understand where the person is coming from, but it doesn't change the fact that that statement is very, very false. So, this episode is for both believers and non-believers so it's just like me debunking the myth of. I'm sure as believers, you'd have probably had people that are either Christians or atheists or free thinkers or people that are Christians but just uh, simply Christians because. They are in that situation, in that space in their lives where they probably just have to go to church either because they still live under their parents or something or something still has to take them to church or something, but they do not exactly believe in what is being thought because if you do actually believe, you will know that as a believer, you are holy. Anyway, once again, I need to say that that statement is very, very false. If you're not holy, that's your business. Me, I'm holy. I'm a believer. I'm holy okay so i mean the person had different examples to talk about the topic but it doesn't say change the fact that it is false and why is that the minute you give your life to christ the minute you have the holy spirit you are holy um there was a particular sermon i listened to by pni person i of nursing here ministries and it was about holiness and i remember him specifically saying that um holiness is not only as a result of absence of sin so holiness is not something that you attain because you are totally sinless as a believer so i think that put things in perspective so it shows that even believers still struggle with certain things in their lives it could be anger it could be lost it could be different things but it doesn't change the fact that i'm holy why because it is not a direct derivative of my actions i'm holy because god called me holy in first peter chapter 2 verse 9 but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation i am holy so i would not say that i mean i'm going to come to the you know me i believe in balance i balance things out so I will not say because the Bible calls me holy, then I go around messing up only the name of, I have grace. Grace, grace covers a multitude of sins. But I mean, there's the part that says, shall we continue in sin and that's that grace abound. So I mean, there's that caveat. Another verse um, I would like to point out was, um, is 2 um, Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. He has saved us and called us to a holy life so as a result of being a believer you are called to a holy life not because of anything you have done but because of his own purpose and grace hebrews chapter 10 verse 10 says we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of jesus christ once for all so you are made holy because of the sacrifice that jesus christ made on the cross not directly because of your actions now let's balance things up as a believer, you have been given a new template. You have been you are called to live that your old life of sin and enter into a new life of righteousness and holiness. And it should show forth in your actions. But should you probably buy because you are still um, drawn away of your own lusts? Because that's how that's how sin happens. You're still drawn away of your own lust because your flesh is still not subdued. You sin or you do something wrong. It doesn't stop you from being holy. It doesn't it doesn't change the fact that you're holy. So holiness is not a direct direct derivative of your actions. I'm holy because God says I'm holy, not directly because of my actions. But that does but that, and that should spur me on to good works. That should you, let me use the word ginger means <laughs> that's like an African slang for my international listeners. That, that should spur me up onto good works that should make me want to do good works holiness i know when 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 unbelievers talk about oh, okay someone being holy the the idea is someone chaste because i mean the the template for holiness is god god is holy he is not sinned and that's the template but but as a believer simply because of that sacrifice that jesus christ made on the cross he made me holy as a because of that singular action and what i can do to appreciate that is to live a holy life is to live a life that is pleasing unto god is to live a life that that because now this new life that i have it's easier for me to walk in righteousness it's easier for me to walk in holiness i'm not held by the Um, i'm not held by my flesh or the or or, or the pains of the past anymore it's technically a new template that i can walk in so like i said it should make me want to do good works it should make me want to take holy steps it should make me want to do things that are termed holy so i need to correct so once again this is correcting the notion that oh as a believer because you're falling or because you're you've sinned or because you did something wrong you stop being holy. You are not. This doesn't stop you from being holy. I I remember that when I just became a believer, I used to have this thinking that oh, once I do something wrong, I'm not holy. God doesn't love me anymore. Um, I'm no longer um righteous and all of that. And it took me so many lessons, reading my Bible, sermons. I mean, sermons have helped me a lot to realize that that is very, 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 very false. Now, remember earlier, I said that I understand where the person was coming from. Okay, so we see situations where believers are technically doing everything an unbeliever does. From drinking, to smoking, to every vice that you can think of. And the person covers it up with grace, covered, grace covers a multitude of sins. The person says, oh, okay, I mean, I'm still loved by God. Yes, you are still loved by God. But the love... <laughs> it's not a license to sin if anything it should i always say this thing like imagine let me put things into perspective imagine let me say your partner right i think at least most of us can relate to love your partner dies for you to have something right and you have you now eventually have that thing and you treat it badly That's like a slap in the person's face. The least you can do to honor that person is to keep that in. You see the way you talk about, oh, you have a family family heirloom. probably something that your grandmother or your father gave you before they died. And you protect it with your life. Technically, that's how we should act with this new life that we have been given. We should not toss it around. I mean, I know. I mean, flesh is crazy. We live in a world where everything seeks... To snuff out righteousness from you from music to films to friendships to walking on the streets everything is polluted but regardless we have the holy spirit to help us we have the holy spirit to help us i was listening to um a sermon by pastor shala and he it was an excerpt from his sermon actually where he said don't be a forever project you've been a believer for eight years and the things you were still struggling with before you became a believer from the first year where you were a believer you are still struggling with it 8 years down the line that means you are not growing you, you, should, you grow so you can bear fruit you don't remain a babe you plant seeds so the seed can grow and also bear more fruits and have more seeds that you can plant that's the, that's the it's, you, are not, you are not made to be barren so you should grow so you can help others grow so your story can spur others to believe that okay i mean if this person can overcome this particular thing it definitely means that i also can overcome it so do not be a forever project that things that you were battling with when you first became a believer you're still struggling with it now i mean i'm probably still guilty of some certain things i still used to do when i just became a believer but like i said it's a it's a work in progress Oh, this this is a calling to just to me and every other person listening to this. Don't be stuck on things that you used to do before. You have the grace of God to help you. Don't constantly be there. Why? Because from your actions and inactions, that's where you that that's what gives believers this notion that we are all unholy or um. Nobody's holy because so oh, this thing that I, I mean you call it struggling, but technically it seems into their to their eyes that like, cookie okay, this thing is wrong, it's wrong. I'm doing it, you're doing it. So what makes you what makes you different from me? Technically, I mean I remember the person spec- the person that said this statement specifically said all of us are going to hell. I'm like, fam, I'm not going to hell with you. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm not going to hell with you. Me? I'm going to heaven. My heaven is sure. And it just made me realize i mean that's not the first time i hear that statement and most unbelievers or people that make their statement it comes from a place of um you know it's easier to it makes you feel better when you feel like oh, okay i'm not the only one failing at this thing um we're plenty so technically we're the same but that's the thing we're not the same i have something that you do not have i have the holy spirit i'm saved that's the difference so there's, 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 there's something I have that you do not have. And that, that, that's what makes all the difference. But once again, this is a call to believers that stop making people unbelievers, believers generally, stop making the world believe that the life of an unbeliever and the life of a believer is the same there is a difference your actions are different the way you react to situations are different your words are different your dressing is different you cannot constantly be friends with the world and expect people to take you seriously so when i say friends with the world you do everything that don't do when i say everything i mean literally everything from dressing to the to the way you react and it would be really hard for me to believe that okay you actually have the fruits the fruits should be visible in your life the fruits of the spirit should be visible in your life if it is not visible that means your faith is actually questionable that means an unbeliever believer can actually look at you and say I don't think you are saved I know this is not the person judging you this is not the, this is not someone talking for, coming from a place of ignorance if your actions do not match every time now look at me, every time or most of the time, if not even every time, most of the time, if your actions do not match the fruits that should be seen in the life of a Christian, then your 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 Christianity is questionable. Your relationship with God is very questionable. It can be put up for question like are you sure? Because I don't see it. So let's not let's e.g. things that Unbelievers do let's not try to do it or christianize it and make it seem like it is okay because in that in doing so you're making people like eg the person that made these statements believe that oh, okay we are all the same thing is probably if you probably it's okay to sing we're probably all just going to go to hell that a life of holiness is unattainable that's what you're trying to that's what your inaction that's what your actions would eventually preach whether you're doing it intentionally or not so let us try you know, that in where they say sometimes you are going to be the Bible that some, the only Bible that someone ever read. People are watching you. As, a believ- with, as believers and unbelievers, you are being watched by people all around. Let your actions show for it. Let the way you behave, let the way you dress, let Christ reflect in every part of your life. But once again, let me just say this. I'm holy. Believe. If you are saved, if you're if you believe in Christ Jesus, you are saved. And you are holy. So that statement, nobody is holy, is total fallacy and it is very, very, very false. But once again, like I said, I would like to ha- add, you cannot constantly behave like an unbeliever 24 hours of the day or 20 hours of the day and expect me to actually believe that you are holy. I mean. In as much as yes for grace covers a multitude of sins. It's not it's not licensed to just go about and continue sinning, especially when you do it intentionally and you damn the consequences or you do it simply because you believe, oh, this thing is not a sin. But the Bible explicitly states that this thing is a sin. Also, another thing that makes people believe this nobody his holy statement is when you are constantly wanting to do those things that, you know the part of the Bible that says everything's is lawful but not everything's expedient. You are always, as long as it is lawful I'm going to do it, not everything is for you, not every music is for you, not every clothing is for you, not every, I'm even going to go through the controversial ones, from tattoos to piercings to, there's so many things, not everything is for you. It might be for another believer, but not everything is for you. You are not supposed to do everything simply because it is not stated explicitly in the Bible that oh, it is a sin. It doesn't mean that you should go ahead and do it. If you are always, th- if you are always want, if you always feel that desire to do things that unbelievers do, or is is something that is majorly common amongst unbelievers. But I mean, technically, in the Bible, it doesn't it, it is. It is not stated as a sin. Then there's something wrong. You are always wanting to be on the li- like, literally on the edge, somewhere in the middle. There's a problem. It's a pointer to a greater problem. You should be able to um, have self-control. It's not everything. It's not every train you should hop on, regardless of whatever kind of work that you do, be it creative or not. Because I mean, people that probably tend to fall into this um box creatives young creatives especially so let us take notes but once again i'm going to say if you're a believer you believe in jesus christ and you're saved you're holy you're holy you're holy let nobody tell you nothing and also so this is a deviation away from the topic, right? Someone specifically asked me to speak on this and make it an entire topic. But I just felt like what I have to say about it is not that much. So I do not want to make it an entire topic. But out of respect, and I listen to my listeners. She asked me to talk about the japa trend. So for my international listeners, yes, I'm always going to put that into your ears at every chance I get. <laughs> For my international listeners, Japan is um, a term used to refer traveling abroad technically. It could be Europe, anywhere outside Africa, technically. But the countries when so when we refer to Japan, the most common countries are the UK, America, Germany, and a few other countries like that. So to Japan notes, the reason why it is something that is what talking about is as a the year I'm recording this twenty twenty two. That's for people that do not listen in the year 2022. In I'm from Nigeria. It was 2022 was the year where we saw a whole lot of people leave the country. Either on their work um, visas or student visas. A lot of people left the country because of the situations of things and so many so many people left families were separated and it, it was it, it, i mean as at the time i'm saying this people have left i've i've, I've seen so many of my friends leave and some are still living. family members have left so she wanted the person that asked me to speak on it wanted to just know to jack my own notes i'm not in a position to tell you that but what i will say is um <laughs> never been one to always agree with the present trend. yes i can be like that what i will say is that's why i always say that there are so many decisions for you to make in life that you cannot live up to what works for you can't make those decisions simply based on oh it worked for this person oh it did not work for this person or from time immemorial, this is the way people have be doing it. So this is where I will do it. Because you might do it and it, you could fail terribly at it. There are so many decisions that we have to make in our day-to-day lives or in the course of our lifetime that we cannot live up to choice or vibes. That's why you need to have the Holy Spirit. You need to have discernment. E.g. such as in this topic of moving out of the country or not. Because you could do it and it could be your undoing it could ruin you we've seen stories of people that regretted moving abroad leaving every good thing that they had in the country and you know just packing everything up and saying oh what you know what i'm moving out of this country for greener pastures and it just became from it it was more like from fry pan to fire it was things went from bad to worse and they totally regretted it but i mean and there are also people that moved down, it was the best decision of their lives, it changed their lives forever it opened them, it opened doors for international opportunities for them they did great things so like I said you can't you can't leave it up to what worked for, another person you're, you're not a copycat you, you can't live your life using the template of another person because you're two different individual people with two different purposes in life So if you have a purpose that God wants you to fulfill in Nigeria and you leave, that's your undoing. What I'm trying to say is, think about it and pray about it before you make a decision. Do not simply jump on the decision simply because it seems like the best option. Because literally right now as a Nigerian, it does look like one of the best options judging by the insecurity and so many other things going on in the country technically it's like you see a fully funded opportunity to leave then you say oh, okay i'm not going you'll probably get a whole lot of insults from family members and friends and questioning your um senses and if you're very okay but the point is You can't do it simply because that's what everybody's doing or that's what feels like the right decision to you. Because like uh, our feelings can be very fickle. You can't leave it up based to feelings or even logic sometimes. Because sometimes God's work defines logic like what makes sense. What makes sense would be to actually look for every opportunity to just leave the country. Because it just seems like things are getting worse. But God's logic might be different from that. So let God lead you before you make such a big decision as that. Even from, like I said, involve God. Like I always say, sorry, involve God in everything from the little decisions to the big ones, such as moving out of the country. Involve God. And another thing that you can also do, check if it aligns with what God would have you do. That's if you know what God would have you do anyway. Check if it aligns with your purpose. Check if it it's going to stand in the way of what you know God is asking you to do. I pray that the Lord helps us. 23 minutes, not too long. Anyway, like I said in the beginning, if this episode or any other episode has blessed your life, please endeavor to reach out to me and just give me a review so I know that people are actually listening and people are being blessed by it. Alright, thank you. Till another time, hopefully not too long. Bye-bye.